Hey, what's up, Korekara Squad? On this episode, we have James Scholes on the show. You may know him for his 12-hour study live streams he does on YouTube. So on this episode, we talk about his passion for studying Japanese, including his entire trip to Japan, his entire introduction to Ajat, as well as how he was able to keep up with his 12-hour live streams. As always, we have the video version of the podcast on YouTube, and if you want to support us, you can check out our Patreon for special bonus clips. But hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right, James, so can you give us a quick background of who you are and where you're at today? Yeah, so I'm mainly known for doing uh, study with me live streams here on YouTube. I've been uh, studying a lot for the past year or so. Um, I've mainly just worked to help other students feel less lonely and stay motivated during the pandemic. Uh, my YouTube channel, and I just have a small community where we just kind of hang out and study and take breaks and do other stuff. <laughs> So I'm just kind of interested in studying and self-productivity. I'm really interested in Japanese. It was my first love in academia, stuff like that. So, yeah. Japanese was like one of the first things you dedicated to studying? Yeah, it was definitely the first thing I studied first. Um, like in high school, I wasn't that interested in computer science. I'm a computer engineering student. Um, and yeah, I wasn't that interested in CS or like math. Uh, the only thing I really liked was Chinese. And Japanese, so. So, what were your inspirations like to the language? Um, well, of course, like I grew up uh, pretty socially awkward. Um, not too many like friends and not too much family. So, I spent a lot of time watching anime with my cousins as a kid. Um, so that's definitely what introduced me to Japanese culture. Um, since then, I've really grown to love. Japanese. It's just like a really pretty language. Um, and I find it really fascinating, like, how beautiful it can be sometimes, even though it's not very efficient. <laughs> yeah, and um, I just really, yeah, it's just really beautiful to me. So you've been studying Japanese since high school, or was there a point where you decided to um, study? Yeah, so I like... Uh, played with it in high school. I was in Chinese at the time, so it was kind of weird to be studying both languages. Um, but independently, yeah, I was studying Japanese. Um, I learned hiragana maybe like in 2017, so a little bit ago. Um, I didn't take it very seriously for like maybe a year and a half before I would study like an hour to an hour and a half after school every day. Um, and I would do a Japanese from zero. With George Trombley. Um, and yeah, I did that for about a year and finished like the first four textbooks. I think they're on like five or six now. And then I did some of Genki and Mino no Nihongo. And then, um, yeah, after that, I started doing more AJAD stuff. So when did you discover AJAD? Was it around the, the time that you just started? Let's see. Yeah, I was trying to remember the, the timeline of this. Um, I'm pretty sure, well, I found out about Matt versus Japan uh, because I'd been watching George Tromley's videos, and he actually made, like, a bunch of videos bashing Matt and, like, oh, yeah. the, the entire immersion method in general. And uh, I think that both of them had, had videos, like, bashing each other. Yeah, they both had beef. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of wanted the whole picture, so I, like, looked into Matt more, and he's kind of, like, less, you know, professional-looking than 
uh, George Trombley's whole like series and books and stuff. So it was kind of like interesting right. to see the dichotomy of like just this dude in his bedroom versus like you know this whole production studio. I think he's in Vegas mm-hmm. and like all that. And uh, yeah, I just kind of like believe in the immersion method blindly, and uh, it's kind of this yeah. Now I just switched to AJAP after I, I found out about Matt. I see. Was, was it kind of instant, or did it take some videos to kind of <laughs> join immersion? Was there a specific video? You know, yeah, I was uh, at the time. I was working at a call center, and we had a lot of downtime, but we couldn't like watch YouTube videos or anything. They're all blocked. All we could do was like Google stuff and read the Google results. And I was like hella bored, so. Uh, I was looking how to improve my Japanese method, and then I was like, oh, this Matt versus Japan guy keeps on coming up on, like, these language forms. And, uh, yeah, that's when I kind of learned more about it. I will say, I think Matt needs to organize the information a little bit better because um, it's definitely hard to get into, at least age-adding as a beginner. There's, like, a lot of terminology and stuff that you need to learn, and it'd be kind of, it can kind of be overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of respect for Matt and everything, for sure. I guess Matt's content as of late has been going a lot more towards having organization. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. Back then, it's it was very difficult to get into. But I, I guess given that, right, how, how are you able to kind of organize that information and kind of develop something for yourself? Yeah, I like what he's doing with Refold. Um, not that it's very developed yet, but I can see that he's definitely giving it an effort to make it more mainstream. And I also like uh, Migaku as well. Um, uh, I guess like how I started learning about information was just through like subreddit information like r/ajat, r/learnjapanese, um, were both really useful and they have like actual wikis and stuff. Um, there's also like a few other language learning forms and like I've read a lot of stuff bashing things like Duolingo and like traditional college learning styles, Genki, um, Mino no Nihongo, you know, like t- typical Japanese school stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's like, the, I think back then it's kind of like finding little nuggets in a forest because a lot of the information, I, I guess it's not like a actual, it's like it's not like a really developed field, immersion learning. So a lot of the science is kind of conflicting at times. And uh, yeah, you just kind of have to figure out what works for you, I'd say. Right. Yeah, Eric actually started with Genki <laughs> back in the <laughs> beginning of his Japanese journey. Yeah, oh, my friend started with Genki. You know, it's a, that's a, I think it's still like, there's definitely immersion learning versus traditional learning. Uh, I can definitely see why you do both. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. Genki's also great too. Yeah, I mean, I think in the in the beginning, it's you definitely have to study from a, like a textbook, like the basic grammar and words, and then after that, transition to immersion learning is a lot easier. Yeah, because if yeah. you just go right into immersion learning, it's you have nothing to grasp onto. It's like way too confusing. Yeah, definitely, I can see that. My uh, I did French in middle school, like it was required for one year, <laughs> and we just like skipped straight to the immersion learning road, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> Oh, oh, you yeah. did immersion learning in your middle school class? For French, yeah. So, like, on the first day, you played uh, that one thing with the bread. The kid steals the bread at the start. Like, at the, the start of the movie, some kid steals, like, a big-ass loaf of bread. 
and then and then at the end of the movie like some guy gets pr- imprisoned wrongly or something i don't know that was a middle school we'll, uh, we'll see if we can find that <laughs> but this i guess like good. earlier you're saying how like the japanese language and media inspired you was there one piece of content like maybe when you started doing immersion learning was there one piece of content that you re- really felt like damn i really want to understand this in <laughs> japanese uh shit i was like at the time like in high school uh my friend group we were kind of like isolated from the rest of our cohort um like so my cohort like the advanced kids i guess we were doing this program called ib and uh do you know that yeah yeah it's just like it's kind of like pretentious ap where it's like all the kids like become their own little group and they all take classes together and my friend group was already pretty isolated from uh the rest of those kids because like i grew up in a really really white neighborhood full of mormons salt lake city utah and it's a lot more like conservative and stuff and i feel like nowadays like anime is a lot more accepted but even just like if like five years ago you know like i think there's a lot more stigma to it and my friends and i were pretty proud about liking anime um so i kind of wanted to like i guess cover up the social rejection with that and i really wanted to just learn more about it because I, I just wanted to immerse myself into something that wasn't school and it made me i feel like i really wanted an identity in high school um because like i didn't want to conform to all these super i guess normies like and uh yeah i just kind of took pride in learning japanese like i would visibly study it during other classes I see. Did you ever come through with the classic one earphone in listening to Japanese (laughs) (laughs) in a class? Yeah. Um, Let's see. I would just, like, grab a (laughs) big-ass book from Japanese only and read it in class and not understand anything. Like a novel? (laughs) Yeah. That would look pretty cool, though. I'm sure people would notice. Yeah, that's probably I don't do that. That was dumb and a waste of time. But yeah, um, there's definitely that social thing. As far as like a single piece of Japanese media, um, I don't think so, man. I was um, I just really loved Japanese culture in general. You know, ever since I was a kid, I was really um, excited by their worth ethic. Um, they work a lot sometimes way too much but i kind of like the um a lot of aspects about their society not all of it but a lot of the, like a lot of the aspects kind of drew me into japanese culture i really like mindfulness and things like that which is part of japanese life i like um order and structure which is also a very part of their life and yeah I, just, I guess I just valued a lot of the same things that they had valued. And, um, you know, I wanted to someday maybe raise my kids there because, um, like, I think the way of life there is better for raising kids. Like, here, I'll, I feel like all kids do is just sit on TikTok all day and don't, don't really do too much else. Um, and I kind, of, I kind of like how they're so mindful about their existences there. And, you know... I wasn't like consciously thinking of that in high school, but I think it was 
unconsciously like very drawn to it then i see i see and and those values have kind of come up with you until now as well yeah for sure i um went to japan in 2017 i think 2018 i got a video about it on my channel called japan movie I, um, I remember seeing that. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. It's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was like, when I went there, I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> How much Japanese did you know when you were over there? Um, I probably finished the first two uh, Japan from Zero, Japanese from Zero books. And uh, that was hot shit. <laughs> when I got there, bro, I was, I was like, oh yeah, could read the slides. Ask, ask for directions and stuff, right? Yeah, I could. I could order food. I could count to uh, probably forty. Could uh, read some hiragana. I knew some Chinese kanji, and it kind of looked similar to Japanese. Um, yeah, I was a let's see, I was a a senior. It was like my junior summer coming into a senior, so I was like, I was doing a, a high school program, so it was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> Japan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You finished that second Japanese from zero, and it was you're like, it's time. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> I, I guess you talked a lot about having, get, about getting values from Japanese culture. Would you say that time you went to Japan? you experienced maybe a culture shock though? Uh, uh, I'm half Vietnamese and I had been to Vietnam a few times and I've been to Hong Kong and stuff like that. So I'm like pretty well-versed in Asian culture uh, even before going to Japan. So it wasn't that big of a culture shock to me as it was for like the other kids in my program that I was doing. Um, It was still kind of interesting. It was kind of, it was really fun to see a lot of like the different ways they do things like the showers are all different um i was living in like a a nice neighborhood like my host family is pretty well well off and uh it was still cool to see all these like businessmen walking around and stuff like here i live in like salt lake city which is mostly just like a big old suburb so it's like nice seeing public transit and like so many restaurants and maybe this is me just being in tokyo for the first time but uh just like everyone there is so stylish and stuff yeah yeah in every district in tokyo they have their own unique style there's like uh if you, if you google it there's like this is the Roppongi style the shibuya style <laughs> yeah i definitely went to harajuku and it was like whoa what is that Check <laughs> that was pretty cool are you trying to deck out any of these outfits, James? Uh, <laughs> uh, I did go through a lot. I, I lived in a Setagaya, and they're known for like their thrift stores and stuff. So I definitely hit up the thrift shops a lot. And uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting also being like a foreigner in Japan and like having people. I'm pretty tall. I'm six one, So I was like looking over the whole f- vast field of this like <laughs> shorter Japanese people. Especially the, like on the subway, right? Yeah, on the subway, it's like and I could I could pick all my friends easy in like the crowds too. I'd know where all my friends are. I'm sure they knew where you were too. <laughs> yeah. I see. I mean, you you also mentioned having a host family there. What was that entire experience like? Oh uh, yeah, my host family is fantastic, man. I couldn't have asked for a better one. Um, 
the Hongai family. They are super cool. It is a husband and wife and uh, two kids. And, like, they still send me Christmas cards and gifts and stuff. Like, I just barely got a bunch of... Uh, I asked her for some Akino Nakamori cassettes and VHSs. And, uh, yeah, she sent it to me for Christmas. And uh, we still talk online and stuff. And uh, she'll send me photos. But, yeah, they're, like, super hardworking and stuff. And they're really nice to me. And um, very grateful, for sure, that I got matched with them. Because <laughs> the, how it works is the program, like, they send the, the pictures of the students to the, uh, the host families. All right? And then the host family picks which student they want. And, man, my picture that I sent was... <laughs> it was pretty hyped. <laughs> So I'm surprised they picked me, but they did. Like it was my uh, it was my passport photo, and I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, don't, I don't know how, to, how else to describe it. It was like head to one side, like chest out, you know. I was like, mm, passport baby. <laughs> it was just like screaming, "Don't pick me!" <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe that was like a photo of me. It was pretty. It was like that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was the best photo among the bunch. <laughs> but yeah, they were uh, super cool. Um, one of the kids really loves soccer. He wants to be a professional soccer player. Um, so they're like, the mom, like the whole family would get up at uh, like 5 a.m. and go running first thing in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously. And it was like this little ass kid and like the housewife and then the other, other kid, you know. And uh, it was just super cool seeing him like, doing stuff it, like they were in school uh, when I was there so it was like really interesting to see all that and then in their little school uniforms <laughs> and uh, yeah and uh, the mom she made some really banger food too <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure you miss that food now I mean I sure uh, do <laughs> have you uh, did you have a host family yeah both Eric and I had the opportunity to have one as well Oh, awesome. I mean, my, my experience wasn't that wasn't as, <laughs> as cool. I mean, I had a decent experience, but um, yeah, I didn't stay in contact with my host family. Uh, what, uh, what did she cook for you guys usually? Or what did you guys usually eat? Uh, a lot of like traditional Japanese food, like curry, yeah. karage. Uh -huh. There would always be like these sides, and I would never know what they are. <laughs> um, I learned the words for some of them, like, I mean, I can't remember right now, but um, there were all these like weird uh, vegetables all the time. You know, you know, one thing I, I always found funny. So one time they gave me this one side. It's like the pickled plum. You know what I'm talking about? The umebozu. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and they they gave it to me as kind of like a test they they were like oh i wonder if he'll he's gonna like this oh no he he's not he's not from japan there's no way he'll like it and then and i have it and i'm like oh it's pretty good and they're like what <laughs> they're like going crazy like a hype video like they're having a like real life montage mm -hmm. like i was like oh my god like it's just it's just a pickled plum like chill <laughs> but right. i i mean the entire food lineup they had with i guess the traditional with Japanese food, it, it was it was good. Too hard to pass, especially now during the pandemic <laughs> yeah. when can't really go to Japan or have access to such like authentic, right from the source kind of food. You know, mm -hmm. but it's yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was uh, how was your experience with Nato? 
Oh, I, 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 I actually didn't have that bad of an experience with it. I guess the texture is really weird, but I don't dislike it overall. I didn't really like it the, the first time I tried it, but I think after like a week, I got like, a challenge to do it for a week. And I got like pretty yeah. good. And I actually kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. You know how like in Japanese, they always ask like, Taberu. So it's like, mm-hmm. are you able to eat it? It's like almost like a challenge. It's yeah, not like, oh, yeah. do you like it? It's like, can you physically eat this? <laughs> like, don't disrespect me program. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did that in our program with Nato, with all the other kids. And, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, so there wasn't, like, that many Asian people, and I was kind of proud that I could, like, eat anything. So, <laughs> it was my turn to eat the natto. I was like, took, like, a big old mouthful, and, like, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was trying to act like I loved it. And, uh... Wait, you just it, ate the whole thing without... Did you it mix was, it up? It was a natto roll. So, this is rice, oh, natto, and seaweed. Actually, yeah, by the, by the time uh, we, I left, though, it was like, you know what, this is actually pretty good. Have you ever had? Have you ever like had it ever since? Uh, no, I don't think you can buy it here. I, like, yeah, I go like Japanese markets and stuff, but like, ain't no Americans buying Nanto. <laughs> yeah, can you get it in uh, California? Yeah, you can. Really? It's like in the frozen section that they, they ship it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You have to send me some. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a little care package. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh man. Wait. So, did you like talk to your host family all in Japanese during that time? Um, it was like mostly English, unfortunately. It was because they were, they wanted to learn English, and they're like these little kids. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach these kids English instead of I'm gonna learn Japanese. You know. Right. But yeah, it was. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they wanted me to do that, like my host family. But I was already um, like into that AJAP philosophy. I'm like, I'm not going to teach you guys. Uh, <laughs> how many uh, How many siblings did you have? I just have one. One sibling. Yeah. 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 Eric's experience is, is so funny in terms of what they tried making him do and the the rules they put down on it. We we had this one episode <laughs> called Japanese Host Family from Hell where we pretty much document Eric's like <laughs> kind of yeah. troll experience that he had to deal with. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I mean to be fair, mine was just like a troll experience. It wasn't actually like a like a hellish experience because I had like I knew uh, some people okay. who actually had like miserable experiences. Yeah. I think did Matt have like what he classify as hellish? I know he didn't like his first like first time in Japan or something, right? I remember. I think he said like his uh, host mom would just give him konbini pan, just like bread from the <laughs> really cheap, so that they wouldn't have to spend money on him. <laughs> yeah, hit or miss, I guess. Hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out, out in the countryside, they they really played Matt. <laughs> There's so much more that could have happened, but. Yeah, you hate to see it. But I guess during that trip, would you say you maybe improved in any way in terms of, did you think, were you actively trying to learn any language? I guess at the time you're speaking a lot of English, right? So it's yeah. just more of the Japan experience. Yeah, it's like, uh, let's see. I would just hang out with my, uh, when I wasn't with the host family or in like the Japanese school during the day, I'd always hang out with my boy Lambert. And, uh, yeah, we'd always just kind of mess around. Like, we would, uh, I don't know, we'd go to, like, headphone shops and test out, like, fancy headphones and stuff and be like, 
Sheesh. You know, these like sound really good. <laughs> uh, I like, I got like, we go like a big camera and then we get to like another, like, like more specific, uh, headphone shops like headphones only and then we do stuff like that we like test electronic keyboards mechanical keyboards we would uh get some really good food and then uh yeah so mostly mostly english and just kind of like vibing with japan we went to kyoto in a later trip actually together kim and i went together after it so that was really cool i've been twice yeah so it's my second time yeah i was like man i really miss japan and then I was kind of messaged him, and I was like, you want to go to Kyoto? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boy Lambert, man. Yeah, Lambert. Hey, shout out to Lambert if you're watching. I don't know. Oh, shout out Lambert. I guess one thing you mentioned just now, too, was that you're at a Japanese school. So you get to kind of experience, like, the, the Japanese school life. Uh, it was like a, we were in a high-rise in Shinjuku <laughs> in the back room of an office. And then we'd go in and, like... I don't know, probably, I don't remember most of, like, the actual work, but it would be, like, here's a worksheet, and then you do the work, and then you recite it in front of the class and stuff. So it was, like, pretty, I would say, like, I haven't taken, like, an actual Japanese course, like, at an actual, like, university, but I would imagine it would be fairly typical, like, the that experience just from Chinese and like, French classes, you know. Right, so it was just mainly like general classes, a quick in and out that you can go experience the hustle and bustle of Tokyo. Actually, they're like six hour classes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, they're in there for a while. <laughs> oh, that's rough. How could they keep you hostage in there like that? I actually, I was fine with it. I really love Japanese, so it was like, all right, six hours, let's go. But some of my classmates, man, they're like, get me out of here, bro. I'm gonna go see Japan. they're like fading away in the class (laughs) yeah those noise canceling headphones yeah it was actually it was actually just like 12 people so there's no like there's no uh sitting at your desk with your head down you know oh oh so it was like a pretty small group then yeah it was like there was a a beginner class and advanced class so like yeah most of the kids were in the beginner class and our class is like pretty small you know i see i see wow Really, the difference, though, between the two classes was, like, whether or not you knew Hiragana. That was basically it. So, it's, like, not advanced, you know. It was, like, oh, you can actually read? All right, <laughs> you're in this class. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people listening to the podcast got up, were like, I'm advanced now, that's right. Let's go, baby, advanced Japanese learner. <laughs> now nah, you don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like day one learned the hiragana there we go i yeah, peaked i peaked shut up to japan i was like all right advanced class baby i'm gonna i'm gonna ace this <laughs> i was like what is this <laughs> well that's the two textbooks right there yeah that's the two textbooks i actually did a i also did a third uh hiragana one for, it's like a hiragana for beginners that was like that's a good textbook <laughs> yeah is a hiragana for like advanced like no, no. it was like friends. a it was like a 50 page book with like double like a cannon two with like a goo with the mouth and like draw the goo oh. and it's like all right yeah baby can of goo can of coo you know that's what that is and now you know coo baby yeah so actually th- three textbooks but the, th- the third one's like 50 pages so 
I see. Yeah, the, the advanced Hiragana guy. That's that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really good textbook, though. If anyone wants to know, if if you still need to learn Hiragana, yeah, he's a textbook. When my friend took Japanese classes, I was like, because uh, I know in Japanese classes, like the first two days is just them learning Hiragana, and it's like hellish. So I was like, man, take this. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's actually said, it, yeah. He said it's useful. So. You give it to me like, thank me later. <laughs> Walk into the distance. <laughs> Maybe you should have had that in your Japan movie. It would have been a really cinematic scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like from, from master, to, master to pupil, I guess. I ain't no master, bro. I can really talk to like a fifth grade level then. Maybe not even fifth, probably like second grade. I was an advanced kindergartner. That was, that was my Japanese skills. Hey, advanced kindergartner, you're you're better than the beginner kindergartner. That's all that matters. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I guess then in from this Japanese from this Japan trip, you after coming back, you decided to keep on going with the language by yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. That's when I started doing like looking more into like Aja and stuff. Cause I was like, man, this ain't gonna get me anywhere. It's like. Get back from Japan, send a call center, bro. I got like I got better things to do with my life, so uh, I was like, I I really want to learn Japanese. So it was kind of like, usually there's like better things, like better ways to learn stuff than like the conventional method, I would say. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like, hey, yeah, let's go. So do you just switch your your computers and phones to the Japanese? Uh, let's see what's I do at the start. I didn't. I knew I couldn't do it fully because uh, I was in the, my program was really intense. Like I was spending most of my time on schoolwork. And I just can't focus with like stuff in my ear all day, like voices right. in my ear all day. Um, so the okay. So uh, have you guys interviewed Brit or like other Matt English Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I read his uh, his long ass guide about learning kanji. That was like my main entrance to like actually doing AJAT like that. Uh, He's got like an hour and a half read about Ankiing, RTK and stuff. Uh, remembering the kanji. Yeah. And um, he was like, all right, this will take three months. And then afterwards, you got to grind sentences and then do like mostly immersion learning or like immersion. So basically, my thought was, all right, um, at the time, I was in Australia for an internship. So basically, it was over the summer. And uh, I would just get out of work and then go to, like, the university nearby in the city and then uh, do RTK stuff, just on Anki, for, like, an hour and a half or two hours. Um, yeah, and that was, like, end of freshman year, I think, coming into sophomore year. I did a... Um, I knew that I could. I didn't have, like, any time at all to actually, like, immerse, immerse in, like, actual, like direct immersion content um so i started like doing core 10k which i know is kind of taboo um but yeah i was like all right here's the best i can do for now and just do as much core 10k as i can in a day for like um until i graduate and then when i graduate that's when the age app really begins <laughs> Wait, so you, you finish rtk in three months yeah so yeah well i think it was more like four to five actually because um 
I was in like Australia and I wanted to like explore and stuff. So it was, I did, um, I would do 66 or 33 cards a day, which is like the three month period, but I wasn't that great about sticking onto it. So, yeah. That's pretty intense because a lot of people, they, they definitely like drop out before even finishing. And some people even quit Japanese just because uh, that initial hurdle yeah. seems really difficult. Yeah. It used to be like kanji was like this, like crazy thing, you know, it's like, wow 3,000 things that I can't recognize <laughs> but it was like it was like at least to me like I'm an engineer so or well, engineering student <laughs> so it's like really it's really interesting to see how people are approaching these problems and it was like really cool to me to see like how they're breaking down all these little characters into like little stories and that was like whoa <laughs> is this black art because I'm learning way too much so I was like really excited to be because like I had tried to learn kanji, right? Like through like this big, like big ass books of just like there'll be like a kanji on a page and like ten squares and you write it ten times. <laughs> and I was like, man, this ain't working. But it was like Anki plus RTK, bro. It was like, oh. like I I still really love Japanese and it was like supercharging the learning. And it was like I just had never been so excited to learn Japanese to be honest with you. So. Yeah, and when I got back, I was like, man, I can read so many kanji now. <laughs> well, I can't read them, but I can understand them at least, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like, that was like the first, uh, that was the first time I had really been on my own, like, my own own, without my mom and my cat. <laughs> that was me in Australia, so it was like... I'm going to take this, I like, I kind of went to survival mode, and I was like, all right, bro, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh boy, why, 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 Sorry, that's my grandma, she's on the phone. I live with my grandma now, just moved in, uh, like, three weeks ago. No worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah, she did not understand. Yeah, she did not understand what I just said. I asked. Okay, shout out to one time. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. No worries. You gotta have the cameos out here. You gotta have the cameos. Have your grandma part of the next Japan movie? <laughs> yeah, that might be pretty teaching, cool. Teaching my grandma Japanese. <laughs> that sounds like a good video idea. Yeah, she, she doesn't even speak English. I, I don't even know if I could. How do I? I don't even know how to say Japan and Vietnamese. Hold up. Okay, I do want to say that, but that's about it, man. <laughs> yes, that's where you uh, start, though. So you start right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The the twelve hour streams are gonna be a lot more different soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I guess with uh, you were talking about using the Core 10K, which is like a pre made deck. How what was your experience um using that? Like how far did you get? Um, let's see. So I did. Uh, I recently, man, this is depressing. I lost my 611-day Anki streak because I slept through my alarm. <laughs> Shit. <Yeah. laughs> that was like, oh, man. 
But yeah, 611 days for 16 cards a day. I think I'm like 80% of the way through the deck, 10k sentences, like 8k sentences, approximately. Um, I haven't really checked, actually. I don't really like looking at my stats until I'm done, because it's like, whoosh, it's, it's cool seeing it when you're, when you're all done, you know? So I never so pressed that's T like and the, the main deck that you're uh, repping? Yeah, yeah, so uh, I'll do like speed run some of my like rtk stuff it's like and then it's like the uh core 10k stuff is like all right what's this say what does the sentence mean next and then man i used to uh i used to write down every sentence on a piece of paper so i also got this like big ass sack of paper like this big full of this japanese sentences but that was a waste of time don't do that but yeah i was like I'm gonna really like look at these sentences and like when I'm writing and like look at all the characters and stuff and like really dissect it in my head. But yeah, so I do like Kortenke for one or two sessions, so, like one or two hours a day. Um, probably for like since sophomore year, soft the second semester, so spring since spring of sophomore year till now, I'm a I'm gonna be a senior in the fall. So a while. I know. It's 10k, 10k, 10k. Wow. Have you had experiences with sentence mining? Yeah, I am. So, I actually haven't done any sentence mining myself, mainly because, like, that was just my plan at the start. I should probably revise this. But, yeah, I just, like, definitely knew I didn't have enough time to, like... Well, okay, this is, like, pretty... I guess it's, like, this is my naive approach to age adding. I just, I just didn't have enough time to... uh do any direct immersion learning like i knew i had the schoolwork and i had to be on stream and it's like i'm not gonna watch anime on a study with me stream and call it direct right. immersion you know <laughs> 12 hours of study <laughs> that's how you, that's how you get all day. Study. <laughs> yeah so you know, this has gotta look like i'm studying something but i don't got time to like i gotta like study for 12 hours and then go work out and sleep you know i don't gotta like right I can't, like, be watching two hours of anime after the stream. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, all right, I need something that I it's, like, pre-done for me, and it's, like, mm-hmm. I can I can fit in with my coursework, and it, it can look like it's studying because that's, like, something that's important to me now. It's got, like, I, like, don't watch videos on my, for, to learn anymore, basically, because it's got to look like I'm studying, you know, um, unless I have to. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. You, like, set up... Uh, a phone <laughs> and, and then the camera angle you can't pick it up and you're just watching this entire yeah. time you're like you're like moving your like, mouse uh, around have you ever seen death note <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, about now people are too smart man they're they're they're, 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 they're sniffing out instantly bro if i had like a screen right here behind my crt nah people would know but yeah, it's like I, I ain't bullshitting this. I'm just gonna do what I can, and right. it's gonna. It's gonna. I can call it Japanese. Like it's, it's still Japanese, and it's still somewhat AJE. It's definitely not AJAP. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'll fully transition to AJAP once I, uh, I graduate. Like I have no idea how English Matt did it while studying CS, bro. Because it's like I can't focus at at all, and you need that like. Whoosh super focused for at least i do to solve like these problems you know that's that's pretty crazy though that you're able to uh like go through rtk and pretty much like core 10k because a lot of people like Razo talks about his experience using pre-made decks and 
I mean, pretty soon he dropped it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. as engaging. Yeah, because for me, sentence mining was a lot more engaging, and that really kept me in it. When I started going and grinding the pre-made decks, it, like, really took me out of it. Yep. And I-, I guess I probably did a little bit too many cards per day, which definitely didn't help. <laughs> really? How much, were you, how much were you studying? It got to the point where I added a little too many decks. I was going, like, 100, 200 <laughs> cards per day, and I was like, oh, I feel so efficient until, like, I was, like, a month into that, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, in the summer sometimes, like, it's like, I need something to do. Someone say Japanese, but then it's, like, gets out of hand pretty easy. I think like right yeah. before I went to Japan, I decided to go like turn up the dial and I went like a hundred cards a day of like a oh, pre-made deck. Really? And it would be like two hours of, of like Anki per day. And because I was like going to Japan. And I was like still really motivated. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's like this is my first time speaking with other uh, age adders or like Japanese learners in general, besides like my one friend who took like a college, like one college course. So, you know, this is like really cool. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Finally time to just let it all out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to anyone about this, like, ever. So this is cool. So, so I guess, like, in this time that you've been studying Japanese, was mm-hmm. it, it's just mostly contained in Anki? Have, have you watched any series? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this. Most of my, my studying is in Anki, when it should be mostly, like, immersion. But, um... Yeah, I've watched uh, Alice in Borderland all in Japanese with, like, Japanese subs, and uh, I understood, like, most of it. Well, maybe, like, not most, maybe, like, 65%, which is, like, I would say that's, it was, like, pretty amazing to me, because that was the first time I'd watched something in Japanese like that, and uh, I think that's it, man. I would read, uh, uh, like, some manga, but, like, uh yeah not not that many it's like there's only like 20 chapters of some random manga i forgot what i see yeah yeah i feel like when you transition to immersion learning i feel like it would be really easy almost just because you already have all those words in your subconscious like eight thousand words and stuff yeah the core tenka is i would say it's definitely good at building vocabulary and stuff for sure, and, and like you can like understand variations of like two different words. Like you'll see like the first part of one word and like the second part of another, and it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So, but I think that that deck is built from like the like a newspaper frequency list. Have you uh, ever tried reading reading the newspaper? No, that might be like the the easiest, like the most directly <laughs> connected thing. <laughs> I've been reading the newspaper as hard as hell. I haven't even tried. <laughs> but you've been like basically grinding the newspaper. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> some weird ass words. <laughs> they're not. They're not in like. They're not in frequency. I think it's like some random words. Like it'd be like. Oh. Shunka shuto. That's like the four seasons. It's like all right. Now I'm right. gonna say the four seasons. I guess all in one word. But it's like when am I gonna use that? I feel like you you have to try it. Maybe one time on stream, just pull out the Japanese newspaper. You're gonna be a lot more cracked at it than you think. You just have like the, the, the actual like physical Japanese newspaper. I don't think so, man. That's the retro vibes right there, though. Just the physical newspaper. Oh man. Yeah, and I, I don't like I don't like talking about how I learned Japanese on stream because people will be like, "Oh yeah, say something." I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't even study like. I don't even practice studying at all. My pronunciation is like garbage, you know? 
I only like I only basically like, I only say vocab. And that's it. I mean, <laughs> technically, like, you're just reading, right? Technically, I'm reading, so I, like I don't have like any conversational skills like at all. Right. Basically, like I was like in New York recently, and like there's like some Japanese dude that need help. Um, but like, yeah, I haven't talked to like any Japanese people in Japanese for like a hot minute、mm-hmm. since like way before the pandemic, you know. Oh, so you so you saved this Japanese person in need then? Yeah, I think he just needed directions, and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not from here. Shinkashita, yeah. With the four seasons. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, no, basically conversationally like non-existent, you know. I can read stuff like signs and stuff, so that's cool. And like, I went to uh, uh, what is it, Kunikunia, the Japanese bookstore. Yeah, yeah, and it was like cool seeing all the Japanese books, and it was like, hey, friend, did you know what this means? <laughs> It's like <laughs> you walk in there. How did you feel? For was it like the first time? It's like, oh, there's so many Japanese books. Why is this guy looking at me like that? Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like cool. It's like, oh, that's Goku Shufudo. It's like the way of the household husband, you know, Goku Shufudo, like way, and it's like, oh yeah, Goku Shufudo. That's and then like you understand it, and then you like actually memorize it. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really can't wait until you actually get on the AJAT train. I feel like you're gonna be really cracked. <laughs> And,、uh, I don't think so. Yeah,、man. I think it, I think the approach you have, like nobody else has, has that、oh, so far. Yeah, yeah. But I tell people on the stream, they'd be like, "How are you saying Japanese?" I'd be like, "It's experimental,、yeah. man. I, I don't want to say it." That's what I have to. Experimental practices, potential danger. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'll be like, "Do not try at home." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do what I'm doing. That's what I would say. But maybe it'll work. Experimental. It's definitely something unique. We've never really heard anything like that on the podcast before. But I, I definitely think that once you start going and sentence mining, it'll be so much easier for you and like get, gathering the input. I, I actually can't wait <laughs> for it to happen. I, I, you got to start bringing out the. I, I think if you like read some Japanese novels while you're just like on your computer. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. like reading practice, I feel like you, you might just like you're just, just gonna instantly go all the way up, like zero to one hundred, <laughs> the comprehension one hundred. No, I don't think so.、Man. Yeah, because my like, my grammar man it is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty yikes.、Uh, Have do, you tried doing any conversation practice?、Uh, no, in- no. I, and you know, I used to,、uh, I used to talk to a guy in high school on a preply. It's like a online tutoring, and I'd pay him two bucks an hour. <laughs> that was, those were his rates. I'd pay him two bucks an hour, and we would talk for like thirty minutes. But that was like a long, long time ago. You know, like I don't remember anything, and I haven't talked to him like since entering university. So, we only talked for like a month or two, 
but it was kind of like I think I'm more learning Japanese because I want to understand like haikus and like read books and stuff and I, yeah so I wasn't as focused on the conversational stuff then as I am now like that's my last my last thing to, to hit I see. And I guess going towards goals then, would you say those were your goals then? For initially it was more so reading, whereas now you're kind of going towards conversation? Um, yeah, I haven't taken any of the JLPT exams, which is, I guess, surprising. But I think, you know, it's not as focused on, on conversational. And I want to I wanna pass on one. So, yeah, I'm kind of focusing towards that. Afterwards, um, uh, conversational for sure. Yeah, I guess. Like, how do you uh, think your your channel or live streams would transition? Because uh, eventually, if you did a chat, then it yeah. would make sense to do these study live streams, right? I don't know. I don't feel like a YouTuber or like a influencer. I don't, I don't call, like calling myself influencer. <laughs> um, yeah, like my friends will make fun of me. It's like, oh, influence. <laughs> no, um, I guess it's just kind of like this whole YouTube thing has really been more of like a hobby for me during the pandemic and stuff. So, you know, I'm not taking it too, too seriously. Um, and my priorities in life, probably not number one. Um, YouTube is probably not number one. Um, I'm all about learning so if I can learn Japanese and use that experience to help other people learn Japanese, um, that'd be awesome, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm sure I can fit it in somehow. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm very... I'm not a slave to anything, you know. I don't like being a slave to my phone, to social media, to my work i like being free and doing what i want um so yeah have you ever felt sort of um like felt like you had to do these 12 hour streams no always no yeah yeah though i think like the i don't think i ever explained this well enough in my like my videos but man you do not have to study 12 hours a day to be cracked or anything like cracked at school, cracked at anything you want to learn. I think the reason I wanted to do it was to prove my to myself that I, that I could do it, um, and it was like a challenge, right? Like sometimes it'd be like, all right, what do I even study now? Because like I'd finished Japanese and schoolwork and like other crap, like my lab research work, my computer science work, you know. Um, so the live streams. Um, I never want to feel like I'm a slave to to that too, right? Mm. Um, so like I'm willing to like follow what I love, and if I I really love Japanese, um, you know, I'd totally loop, move to Japan if the opportunity ever came up. Um, so yeah, I'd be willing to leave a lot just to learn what I love, you know, Japanese. Um, Would you say that is more than like your passion for? say, like, computer science? Um, Japanese was my first love, like I said at the start. Um, that was, like, what really got me into studying. Um, yeah, so, like, I'm not... 
for me, it was kind of like I was going to become either an engineer or a mechanic, or that's it. I just wanted to be one of those two things and study Japanese. Yeah. Um, so, like, I wouldn't say, like, sometimes, like, a lot of people, it's like, okay, I'm learning math now, so I'm just happy that I'm doing math in any sort of math-related field. But for me, it's just more like, I really love computers, so, like, I want to, like, know how they work and stuff. And I really love Japanese, and I really want to understand it and comprehend it. And uh, it's not like, oh, this is mathy, so I like math, and I'll do this, you know. It's kind of more like uh, more specific love, I guess. So, do you think that do you think your like twelve-hour streams helped you like dramatically in in like the like productivity and output on your school side? Um, how my streams helped me was they gave me a, a new level of self-confidence. You know, like at the start of it, I was kind of like, no one's ever done this before. You know, like, the whole study with me genre at the start of the pandemic was a lot different. Um, like, it took me, like, six months, bro, to hit, like, a thousand subs, you know, studying 12 hours a day. It's, it's kind of, like, you gotta, you gotta have a certain level of discipline to see this, like, garbage results for that long, even though you're putting in so much work. And, uh... Yeah, that was like a learning experience, learning about myself. Um, and definitely, like, the times you learn most in life is when it's the hardest, you know, when you're not comfortable. So um, putting myself in that situation, you know, I was, like, studying for a long time. And then afterwards, I was, like, training for a marathon, which I recently ran, by the way. Um, so that was cool. But, yeah, um, it helped my productivity, I guess, but it also mainly helps, like, my other, like, less, more more internal characteristics, you know, stuff like drive and, like, understanding what really pushes you forward, stuff like that, which normally, like, I guess, study YouTubers don't really talk about, um, yeah, it's a, it was like a different level for me, like opening a new gate, not just like about studying, but like about life in general, you know, it's like just being so focused on very few things. Um, yeah, I've learned now that I really love like a simple life um, where it's just like doing simple things that you enjoy and um I found a lot of meaning out of that, you know? So, yeah. You don't have to study for 12 hours a day to be good at school. But you can. And because I could, I guess I wanted to. I see. And I, I would say habit building plays a big part in being able to do this for so long, right? After six months, you said it was kind of how you started before reaching a thousand subscribers, and then you kept on going. So, how would you say that played a part in not only your growth but kind of your personal development? Um, well, I mean, we were in the midst of a global pandemic, and we were stuck at home all day, and um, 
I guess it's all about how you react, right? Um, yeah. Like, I was thinking about, like, like uh, I guess it was, like, I was kind of in a challenge with myself. Like, at the start of the stream, I would start at, like, 8 a.m., but, like, I'd move up. Like, I wanted to push myself more, so I'd be like, all right, we start at 7 a.m. now. It's going to go longer, too. And 5 a.m., you know, 4 a.m., that's when I, um, that's what I did for, the long, like, a long time, was I would wake up at 3.30, you know, and, uh, I guess there's, like, a lot of sacrifices. Also, like, I'll go to bed at 7.30 p.m., which is kind of sad for, like, a 21-year-old. I was 20, actually. Um, yeah, 20 and 21. But, you know, it was a pandemic, and there was very few structure in our lives except for staying at home all day. And um, as far as habits are concerned, I was pretty... Um, I really indulged in a lot of my my desires, you know, not to do stuff at the start. Um, like, not to do, like, productive stuff, you know? Like, um, at the start of the pandemic, man, it was, like, uber, not uber depression, but it was, like, what am I going to do for uh, who knows how long, you know? And um, I, the habits really showed me, like, a new way of life. Is like, yeah, before it all was just given to my impulses and, you know, like, open up my email and open up YouTube and see, oh, hey, new video, let's watch it real quick, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, habits. How were you able to, how were you able to, like, fit in your, because you, you said you, t you ran a marathon, so did you do training? Yeah, yeah, so it basically, let's see. My day-to-day -day was I would wake up 3.30 and then uh, get ready, start streaming right at 4. Well, I'd like to say right at 4, but it's like 4 or 5, 4 or 6, you know. Um, and like not actually 3.30, be more like 3. I set my alarm for 3.33 a.m. because this is my favorite number. But I wake up at like 3.45, you know, and uh, start streaming. Um, 12 hours later, finish streaming, and then, you know, online school, uh, do all my schoolwork then, and get all my courses, homework, Japanese, lab research, I was a researcher at the time, um, and then, let's see, I would, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would drive up to my mom's house, uh, shout out to mom, she would, uh, cook me some dinner, and I just, like, heat it up in the fridge, or in the, the microwave, and then, um, digest for like 30 minutes and then I would run around uh, that area for about seven or eight, no, six or seven miles. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday was like kind of chill. I would just uh, like hang out with my friends after the stream and kind of read books and just kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, that's, that's super inspiring. I, I mean, I, I guess also you mentioned before as well that you didn't you didn't let anything really influence you or become a slave to anything, including social media. <laughs> and you kind of talked about how you weren't on social media for the past two months to us earlier as well. How has that maybe helped you in terms of your time and developing habits as well well i guess like to give context 
let's see. I had never experienced such massive channel growth at the end of uh, the school semester. So like late April, um, it was like the 22nd and I was at 80k subs. Um, and I was like, all right, man, here's my goal. I'm going to hit 100k subs by my birthday, April 27th. So I'm going to do as much as I can to hit that goal before um, my birthday. And so I released that one video that really made my channel get a lot of uh, exposure, the how I study video. Um, and yeah, that like skyrocketed me to like, you can look at the views. It's like 80K, 80K, 70K, 60K, 50K, 80K video, 300K, 400K, 500K, 600K, 800K, you know, it's like, it was pretty crazy. And like, I'm a... I'm not, I'm not used to being popular, like, I've never had so many eyes on me before, like, at anything, even in school, and stuff like that, so I'm not used to, like, so many people talking to me, I'm, like, a, I was, like, before the stream, I was, like, really introverted, right, and I would, like, only talk to, like, five people, like, including my family and my friends, you know, like, maybe five or six, and, um, yeah, so, like, it was just kind of, like, whoa, <laughs> There's like 9,000 people watching me right now. And it was like, that's pretty crazy. I can't even imagine that many people. It's like three of my high schools, you know? And it's like, I was, I think I was happy at the start of doing that, but there's always this like really high pressure for me to be entertaining and be happy and stuff like that, which, um, you know what i'm not i'm not always like super happy and outgoing and stuff like sometimes i'm just in my head like in the zone and i really want to focus on my work and um yeah i don't want to be a slave to my stream so it's like all right i'm gonna and you know this is like the end of the school semester i i already wanted to take a break because i've just been going for so long and my channel i hit 100k subs i hit my goal and i also you know went on to my channel like it grew up more than that i i hit 400k like uh two weeks ago or something and uh without uploading like anything you know and i just wasn't like i was it was the end of the school semester i hit my goal i hit one year the sub goal and like i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you know this pandemic feels like it's over to me because like states are like they're opening up i'm vaccinated i want to understand the like i want to see the world again um so yeah i just kind of left um youtube and instagram um yeah it's, it's kind of dipped without saying anything <laughs> <laughs> peace out guys sorry <laughs> kind of like my dad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man so i've been enjoying you know like I, I hang out with my friends and stuff and uh i read books and i sleep and i uh, i got an internship i'm working as a software engineering internship so yeah i'm just kind of hanging out and like I spent most of my time just sitting on the floor in my room like with a bunch of books and just like a little lamp my cat and we just kind of chill out 
and uh yeah i'd say like i spent like half i spent half of my 20s on camera bro how crazy is that i started streaming when i was 19 finished when i was 21 so i spent you know however long in a year half of that on camera studying so i kind of uh i wouldn't say i was like i think i could still do it and you know what, if like this Delta thing gets out of hand, I might have to again. <laughs> but like, I wanted to, I wanted to understand other passions in life. Like I started Kung Fu and uh, I've been really enjoying it. And I've started doing a lot more body stuff. Like um, I'm lifting weights with my friends uh, instead of running. And I also want to start running again because I had like finished the marathon and I was like, I want to take a small break from running. And uh yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna start streaming again by the way but it's not not nearly as long because I, I got classes on campus now but my school semester starts next week so yeah we're, we're on the we're on a comeback pretty soon actually yeah oh wow that's gonna be really different for you isn't it after having everything at home <laughs> for the entire day <laughs> yeah this is gonna be pretty crazy because like now I got like people who know I, who I am, you know, like I'll be like at the gym and like some dude like, Oh, you're James, right? And I'm like, Oh well, yeah. <laughs> That's me. He's like, Oh, you went to XX high school. I was like, yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> be like, oh. And I'll be like, in an online, like I'll do like, I'll be like an online class and I'll be like, I'll get private DMs. It's like, Oh, you're James. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Wow. Um, I, how how have you, like, dealt with that? Because <laughs> I guess this is like, something very right out of the pandemic, right? Because in, in a way, like, people just know who you are now. Yeah, it was like, I was wearing my face mask. And I, I like, usually, like, whenever I go outside, I always wear a, a hoodie. I was telling them I was being introverted. I was wearing a hoodie with a face mask. <laughs> so I was like, no one ever knew who I was, but it was like, man, it's too hot for a hoodie. And like, I got vaccinated. I'm wearing a face mask, you know? Right. So I was like, I was like eating fried chicken with my friends. I was like, oh, you're James. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how uh, in person goes for sure. I'm not used to all of this. I'm not used to being like having people say hi to me, you know? It's weird, just uh-huh. in general. So, yeah. Wait, would you say you're going to go back to the hoodie face mask? Sunglasses? <laughs> I like uh, I like staying pretty low-key and just kind of, like, getting my own stuff done and, like, you know, routine stuff. Um, so, maybe, but, like, it's a, you know, it's kind of, like, I also want to embrace this opportunity. It's uh, some like a, an area to grow, right? How often does that happen to someone? Um, and yeah, you know, I might have like a real, like I actually might be able to help someone if they knew who I am. So right, right. So would you say that might be a small goal you have now, kind of a side quest per se, helping someone <laughs> on the side who just comes up to you, ask for <laughs> advice. Yeah, it's like. A, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I wanted to, I don't want it to get out of hand where it's like you walk into a class and everyone knows who you are and stuff. 
it's gonna be like oh hey you're so-and-so yeah what's up bro yeah right right don't want to get to the level where you're just handing out autographs everywhere you go (laughs) (laughs) i don't think yeah i don't know if i have it in in me to like do that yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get like full of myself. That's something that's important. I'm already pretty like arrogant and stuff, like as I am. And then this whole like YouTuber thing, it's like a massive like boost your ego. You know, you hear about how cocky and stuff all these YouTubers are, but uh, I want to say like chill, you know, and like, grounded. So, so I, I guess kind of closing now. What is maybe some advice you can impart on someone maybe trying to go and start studying maybe just beginning not like like you mentioned not a 12-hour grind but just kind of developing the study habit instead for someone listening to the podcast right now yeah i would say like in today's world man it's way too easy to be on like on a screen doing pointless things all day you know like it's to the point where uh basically you could just like wake up and like scroll with your thumb all day and then go to sleep and that would be like your whole existence like uh, with this whole like tiktok thing and um you know just social media algorithms feeding you brainless content all day um i ask that you just like step back and really look at how you're spending your time because man like um, I'm, I get kind of sad sometimes. Like I was, I was telling you how about about how I was in New York recently. It was like there are people who are getting there and then like crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, looking at Manhattan, who were like on their phone the whole time. It's like, aren't you in New York to see the city and like live here and breathe New York air and stuff? You know, I wish we had more mindfulness. Um, so yeah, I just you don't have to drop it all completely. But do you really love sitting on your phone like that all day? You know, I don't, this doesn't bring value to my life personally. And I don't think it brings value to a lot of people's lives who use those things all day, you know. Um, so I, you have to, yeah, you got to recognize what you're doing, like what you're spending your time on. Cause I'm sure you could trim it down. You know, it's uh, really easy to get over consumed and uh it's easy to become a slave to your phone and you can still use your phone just be mindful with it you know um so yeah that was something that you had to or i at least had to recognize uh early on was you know i was i'm still like i still do struggle with like super hard youtube addiction like sometimes like before streaming and stuff i would like sit on youtube for like eight hours you know just like what am I even watching? Um, so yeah, um, and then also, um, you also I would say you'd have to really understand why you're uh, doing like why you're pushing yourself, whether that's studying, whether that's you know running, whether that's you know trying to get into a school or something. It's why are you doing this? Is it because you want to make your parents happy? Is it because you want to be rich, you know, is it because you want to become a better person, the best person of yourself? Um, so those two things, um, I would say were really important for me, like figuring out why 
I really want to push myself was like really important or else I don't think I would have been able to like make it through some of the, the tough parts. You know, you have, you have to have something to cling on to, like hope while you're like going through the trenches, um, for sure. Yeah.